What will happen on this exciting journey? You get to choose. You are floating high above the earth in a giant balloon. Below you is the Sahara Desert with its endless golden sands, hundreds of camels, and mud-walled villages. Suddenly you see a large silver dome twinkling in the distance. Should you land the balloon and see what it is? If it's a flying saucer, it might be dangerous. Should you play it safe and stay in the clouds? If you decide to land, pull the cord and descend to page 16. If you decide to keep going, drift ahead to page 17. What happens next in the story? It all depends on the choices you make. How does the story end? Only you can find out. And the best part is that you can keep reading and reading until you have not one, but many incredibly daring experiences. You're the star of the story. Choose from 40 possible endings. Choose your own adventure book three. By Bloon to the Sahara by D. Terman and illustrated by Paul Granger. So book two is all about water, and this one's all about desert. Mm -hmm. And the first one was time. And apparently space. The first one was a deep, deep, dark cave, and the second one was a deep, dark cave. Oh, yeah. And this one is a Sahara desert, so I'm guessing that the authors didn't get any ass off the first two books. Maybe not. Well... Warning, do not read this book straight through from the beginning to end. These pages contain many different adventures you can have on your balloon trip. From time to time, as you read along, you will be asked to make a choice. Your choice may lead to success or disaster. The adventure you take is a result of your own choice. You are responsible because you choose. After you make the choice, follow the instructions to see what happens to you next. Remember, you cannot go back. Bullshit. Think carefully before you make a move. Maybe. One mistake can be your last, or it may lead you to fame and fortune. They really want to push that fame and fortune angle. I do love fame and fortune, though. Mm -hmm. You are visiting France with your two best friends, Peter and Sarah. For a lark, you'd all rent a balloon. Peter packs a picnic basket, and Sarah buys a large jug of fresh milk. Harry, your dog, begs to come along, and you let him scramble in. The, The dog's name is Harry? Yes. Okay. (laughs) The dog's name is Harry. I named him after Prince Harry. Okay. (laughs) Isn't he bald? Okay. Okay. Harry, your dog, begs to come along and you let him scramble in. At last you lift off and you start your adventure. To the north you can see a white-capped Alps, and to the south the blue waters of the Mediterranean Sea. As you drift over villages, people look up and wave at you. Suddenly, you notice storm clouds approaching from the north. If you act now, you can release gas from the balloon and land before the storm overtakes you. If this is your choice, turn to page two. Perhaps the storm will pass quickly. Maybe you can write it out. If this is what you decide to do, turn to page three. I think the smart option is to land. Yeah, that would be the smart option, which is why we're probably not going to take it. You don't think so? Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't. But I feel like staying up would die, like death. My thought process is that maybe we'll lose a couple of friends, but aside from that, we'll be fine. Or that fucking dog. <gasps> we won't lose the dog. Oh, what? Good old Harry. Um, I'm 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 prone <clears throat> to writing it out. Uh, I feel the adventure and landing is not really an adventure. Yeah. 
also feel like death could happen. Or you could land somewhere and not be where you started. Yeah. Do you want to land then? Have you read some of these that like the very first choice you make sometimes leads to death? <laughs> Maybe, but I, like I said, it's been so long since I've read it. Yeah. I don't remember. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and write it out though. All right. We'll see what you want to write it out? Yeah. Okay. Lightning flashes and the four of you are treated to a frightening and spectacular display of nature's fury. As the night passes, the storm breaks and the moon appears from behind the clouds. The night wind is warm and far below and you see silvered waters of the Mediterranean. Dawn comes with streaks of red and gold and to the south you see a hazy line of yellow, the coast of North Africa and the Sahara Desert beyond. Should you try and land your balloon near the shore where fishermen could help you or drift further towards further south towards the desert. There will be cities of white with minerals, cool oases with date palms and Arabs in flowing white robes. You take a vote. If you all decide to land near the shore, release the balloon's gas and descend, go to page six. But if the lure of the Sahara is too strong to stop your flight, put on some suntan lotion and drift south towards page eight. So to be 100% honest, I don't think there's anything interesting to go exploring in the Sahara. Just in a real life sort of a scenario. Yeah, yeah. I would be willing to land here. I actually was thinking I might be hungry for fish after sailing all night or floating all night. So I think we should go visit the fishermen. Okay. Off to page six we go. Looking up and down the shoreline, you realize that you have landed on a very remote section of the North African coast. Nothing except sand and a low scrubby hills can be seen in either direction. But it certainly feels good to be back on solid ground again. Eagerly, you all start to explore your surroundings. Harry finds an interesting bush, but it is Peter who spies the entrance to a cave which overlooks the beach. Just as you start to climb towards the cave, a dozen horsemen in white robes thunder over the top of the sand dune and ride towards you, shouting and waving swords. You want me to say something racist? No, I don't want the book to say anything racist. <laughs> oh, this is the 1980s, after all. <laughs> yeah. If you decide to accept capture, raise your hand and surrender, put on a good smile and hope for the best on page 12. But if you think the horsemen are dangerous, hide in the cave that Peter has discovered on page 19 and watch your head as you crawl through the narrow entrance to the mysterious cave. I feel like caves are always a good option. I think caves are technically never a good option, but for adventure's sake, they are. I don't know. Do you want to go to the cave? Is that what you want to do? That's kind of what I was thinking. I mean, it's the cave sounds pretty promising. I mean, it's it's a deep, dark cave under a bush. I mean, it's... <laughs> for the sake of adventure, I would definitely be willing to acquiesce and go to the cave. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to keep fucking reading. All right. All right so page 19. As you all lie panting in the cave from your hard run, you hear the horsemen thunder by. They didn't see us after all, Peter exclaims. Cautiously, you peer out the opening. The horsemen continue on for a moment and then circle back. It looks like they did see you at first and then lost sight of you as you scrambled for the cave. They'll start to search for us soon, Sarah says. What will we do? You can see their bright swords in the sunlight. Their leader, dressed in purple robes, wheels his horse around and points directly at your cave. The other horsemen start to dismount and climb the hill towards you look peter shouts there are old doors here in the cave you examine the doors there are three of them and each is painted with a different color perhaps they are storage vaults for smugglers or even entrance to tunnels you had better choose one of them and hide 
If you open the blue door, enter it quickly and turn to page 24. Peter thinks the red door is best. If you think his hunch is correct, enter the red door and lock it behind you on page 28. Sarah and Harry pick the white door. What a difficult decision, but if you if that's your choice, be quick about it and turn the page to 27. I'm with the dog. The dog wants the white door. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd have to side with good old Harry. We're making decisions based on dogs named Harry. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm in. Off to page good 27. Old Harry. He's been with us since the beginning. True. You enter through the white door and lock it behind you. It's very dark and in the very far distance, you can hear strange music. Finally, your eyes adjust to the darkness and you can see pinpoints of stars and planets with rings of color floating in the black, inky void of space. As you walk along the pathway, you see strange, partially formed visions of black rivers rushing through rocky tunnels, of jewels and chests of gold, of grain, snow-capped mountains, and stormy blue seas. A voice in your mind says that you have entered a time shift, that you can move forward or backward in both time and space. Your friends hold tightly to your arms, wondering what to do. A comet burns across the sky and you feel the cold rain of a meteor dust. It would be better to leave this strange place and frantically your mind reaches out to grasp a vision. Now warp through space and time to either a stormy night at sea on page 18 or an underground river on page 36. These are awfully odd visions. Yeah, that went to a weird place. Yeah, All like right. I would want to warp through time to, I don't know, find myself at a McDonald's or something, you know. Okay, so do we want to ride out a storm at sea? We've already ridden out one storm. I don't think Harry likes boats. I think we should go with the river. Want to go with the river? Yeah. This I is think an Harry fucked river. up last time he made a decision. <laughs> yeah, Harry did, I'm just saying. did not lead us to a great place. Why? Well, he led us to another cave of time. Yeah, just kind of the issue. It's magical. Um. All right, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll go to the river. Yeah, one more chance, Harry. All right, underwater river on page 36. Here we go. You drift down the river. The roof of the tunnel is covered with stalactites, which glow in a rainbow of colors. Bats whirl overhead, squealing airily. The river slows and spreads out into a large underground lagoon. The different colored lights from the glowing walls of the grotto are amazing, and all of you arch your necks, gawking at the fantastic display. Listen, Sarah whispers. You all listen, and from far off, you hear a muffled roar. Somewhere up ahead, the river must tumble over a cliff. Near the far end of the underground lagoon, you find a river that branches off left and right. Which one to take? A wrong decision might be dangerous. It's too difficult to, a decision to make. You had better leave it up to fate and flip a coin. If it's heads, steer your rowing boat to into the right-hand passageway and hope for the best on page 61. Tails it is. Well, let's hope that the coin was really lucky. That rumbling of falling water sounds awfully close. You guide the boat onto the left-hand passage and float downstream to page 78. Are you going to flip a coin? coin? I was thinking about it. All right, let's see if we got an actual coin. I totally do in my bag. Yeah, one of mine too. Don't just edit all of this out. I'd rather flip a coin than listen to the fucking dog again. Well, the thing... I'm just saying. They talk about how, like... An important of a decision that it is, and then tell you you should leave it up to leave the Leave it up to, yeah. Yeah. Which is like, are you fucking kidding? That doesn't make any sense. So, All right, so we are gonna fl- we are gonna flip an actual coin. Let's do it. Heads or tails. Doesn't matter. Whatever it lands on is just. Oh yeah, no. 
sorry. Um, okay, where the hell did it go? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have failed spectacularly. Oh, I got it. Oh, shit. I almost broke a window. It's tails. All right. Okay, we're going tails. All right. Here we go. Keep that handy just in case. Page 78. The rumbling becomes louder. Desperately, you and your friends try clinging to the side of the banks of an underground river. But those rocks are slippery and covered with moss. Faster and faster the river flows, and the rowboat whirls around and around in the roaring current. Just when the rumbling is so loud that you can't even hear the screams of your own friends, the rowboat shoots off into space. Over and over you tumble. <laughs> you land upright with a tremendous splash. You are all soaking wet and scared, but thankfully still alive. The boat runs aground on a muddy bank and knees start shaking. You all get out. The mysteriously glowing rocks show steps cut out of the rocks leading upwards. Should you follow them upwards and abandon your rowboat or take your chance on the underground river? If you are afraid of the dangers of the river and want to climb up the rocky steps to page 102. But if the roaring sounds of the river behind you, perhaps it's safe to travel on by boat. If this is your decision, Push out into the current and drift downstream to page 107. Wait, did they did they just call us out with that first choice? Mm-hmm. If you're afraid of the dangers of the river, climb onto the rocky steps to page 102. I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying stairs. Huh? I say take the stairs. That's what I was thinking. They're magical, glowing magic stairs. <sighs> Fuck this book. 102. <laughs> okay. Carefully, the four of you climb the rocky steps. At the top, you find that the tunnel is level and paved with flat rocks. Onward you move, the cool green light from the walls of the tunnel illuminating your path. Suddenly from behind you, you hear a rusty creaking and then a crash. You turn to find that an iron grill has dropped down from its hidden recesses in the roof of the tunnel, blocking your escape back to the river. And as you test the grill whether to see whether it will open, you hear the identical sound from further down the tunnel. It's the same type of grill, Peter shouts. We are trapped. Frantically, all of you search for some kind of hidden device to lift the bars, but you have no luck. Imprisoned deep below the Earth's surface, you now know that this is probably the end. Oh. Yeah, you're fucked. Fuck those stairs. He calls the chicken shit and then killed us. Yeah. Fuck this book. Oh, no! <clears throat> No? But then you notice that Harry is squeezing under the bars. <laughs> Good old Harry. Fuck yeah, it's a, Harry! It's a he finally came ending. through. He makes it. You turn around. You turn around to his wagging tail, and then he goes galloping up the tunnel in search of help. Wait patiently for your friend to find assistance, and turn to page one eleven to see whether you starve before he returns for help. Come on, Harry. It's a trick ending. That's hilarious. All right, one eleven. It seems as if years pass. You dream of fresh, cool salads. What the? A fucking salad? Really? Okay, whatever. Roast beef, ice cream, and hot bread. On the third day, you hear the sounds of running footsteps. Soon, flashlights appear, led by a very thin and dirty Harry. Men, <laughs> using saws, remove a few of the bars so that you can slip through. They are oil well workers. Harry has run over 100 miles through the desert to their camp and then guided them back. He just keeps barking like crazy and then running off in this direction, one of the men grins. We finally got the idea that his master was in trouble. The men drive you back through the drilling site and a day later, a helicopter evacuates you to a city near the coast. All of you have fascinating stories to tell, but it's Harry who gets his picture on the cover of the national magazine. 
Soon, he is a motion picture star. He doesn't forget his old friends. You are allowed to stay at his house and sleep on a nice rug. But you discover that you really don't like to chew on bones. The end. And there's a picture of fucking Snoopy. Wait a second. The dog becomes the star and we become the dog's pets? Yeah. Yeah. That's logically inconsistent with yeah. reality. Yeah. Not I just, mean, the rest of it's been on point for reality, well, so... Okay, so wait, wait. We just... <laughs> we went into another cave of time yep. and magicked ourselves into an underground river and somehow we come back up still in our own time? Yep. So, the yeah. fucking dog's magical, right? Yeah, it was a weird cave of time rehash. Mm. That's what it felt like. All right, my... What I'm like more. Why the fuck does every book have a cave? Uh, I, because it, they're written for young kids, yeah. and caves are exploring. That's true. Fun sort of stuff. Yeah. But, no, we we actually we had a, a my my backyard was just off of a, a creek, and during the summers, the creek bed would dry up, and then there's those uh, uh, aqueducts. Yeah. Coming from the streets and stuff. And my brother and my friends and I, we'd all, like, go exploring in the aqueducts under the streets of town. Yeah. Sewer tunnels. That's what they are. Well, not real sewer. Well, they're not, like, New York City sewer, but they're they're sewer tunnels. They're runoff tunnels. Yeah, runoff. Runoff. Not, like, like, uh, toilets and stuff. There's runoff from the street, basically. But, yeah. But it is cool and scary. Yeah, no, fuck that. I saw it when I was young enough not to do that shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. We had you know, we had one by my house. We had like a park, and on the other side of the park was a bike path, and then on the other side of that was like a little slough, and there was a um, there was a runoff tunnel that, that ran from that, and it was like it was only big enough that you had to crawl through on your on your hands and knees to get in there. As a kid, I was like maybe twelve at the time, and I climbed in as far as I could, and it got to a point where it was getting smaller and smaller and smaller, yeah. and I couldn't actually turn around. And I started getting all like panicky and shit. Yep. Oh, I had wow. to, yeah, I had to back up the entire way to get out. And I probably went two blocks in length. So I was back, I was backing up for two blocks. Yeah, that was the scary part when they started getting smaller. I just thought about how kids are probably idiots to do this. And then I thought about the fact that like I live out in the country and I have a spring, like a year round spring that runs. And in order to build a road, we had to put a culvert in. And it only runs a little bit in summer, and I totally will hide in there and jump out and scare my kids. So maybe it's actually not just kids that do that shit. (laughs) So, yeah. You're recommending it? There's a bush with a cave. It was was interesting enough that I think I would probably recommend it. I don't think that the title alone is kind of awful like it makes the book sound kind of boring as crap like by balloon to the Tsar does not sound like a really interesting no. but some interesting stuff actually happened even if it was kind of a bullshit ending I think. yeah i mean it's cave of the cave of time part two kind of yeah you know or- i think yeah i think i would recommend it i think i think there's enough in there to you have some interesting adventures are you recommending it i i I don't think I would just because it did feel more more like a rehash of of the first book even but except that you had a balloon for a minute and then a boat but I don't know it still felt kind of like a rehash of the first one to a point 
Although you did have your good old buddy Harry to, you know, get you through the troubles, but mm-hmm. I, that that was that that was actually one thing I did like about it was it had you and a group of friends, you know. So. They didn't really do much of anything. No, well, I mean, they, they kind of they kind of went. I like this door. And this I like door, this door, yeah, but yeah, but I don't know. Over, so you wouldn't. Overall, I'd say no, no. no. I like where it's going eventually. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend it because of the fucking dog. Oh, Didn't like the dog? Poor Harry. No, he turned out to be an asshole. What do you mean, poor Harry? He made him fucking pets. But he, he didn't did forget s- his friends, though. He did save us. He went 100 miles both directions yeah, to save us. that's 200 miles. So that he could make you sleep on a rug and chew on his bone. <laughs> Whoa. Look, he's going to go bald eventually if he's anything like his namesake, so... And, I mean, he only lives for, like, 15 years, so. Yeah, well, fuck you, Harry. <laughs> so no recommendation? No. All right. So two to one against. <laughs> not not one to pick up. Go back and go back and get, uh, yeah, go back and read Journey Under the Sea instead. Yeah. So if you guys want to check out any of the rest of these, you can go to cyoa.com, which is chooseyourownadventure.com. Uh, and I guess that's it for this episode sweet yeah. so uh, I've been Jeremy I've been Jason I'm still Jill bye guys I'm done